Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome to another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you. We're back for another week, another winning week for the odds couple last week. And we're going to try again week nine in the NFL, week 10 in college with some really interesting college games, actually, Mike. And we'll break down as much as possible. Plus, it's Breeders' Cup weekend. Jim Miller's going to have some ponies later. We are loaded, my friend. Uh, let me just say this. Another great week. You, unbelievable. 2-0, Come on, folks. I, I we, we can... Take you to the trough, but we can't make you drink the water. I mean, well, enough is enough. 14, 5, and 1 per carm. Uh, I go 0, 1, and 1. Folks, I'm not copping a plea here. I had the Giants. They should have won that game outright. Later on, I yes. get back with Arizona because they got an onside kick, and I covered that spread. But 0, 1, and 1, 17, 10, and 2. And then Brendan uh, Riley, who was with us, and today we have Eric Ostrowski, 1 and 0. We're 32, 15, and 3. Oof. I don't give a damn where you go. Good okay. luck. This is being talked about in all parts of the country right now, except for us, uh, uh, Bristol. Except <laughs> Bristol. When are we going to get on GetUp? I don't know. I've, uh, Greeny pays no attention to us anymore. Oh, no, <laughs> that's it. No, no. Greeny, yeah. We got we to gotta remind Greeny where he came from. Yeah, remember, you know? remember the score? He goes, what? Excuse me? Remember CLTV? Remember oh, the score? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, it's so good, but it's so and, 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 and true, but also... I mean, come on, throw a bone to the, the best terrestrial radio uh, picking show in the planet. That's right. We keep giving out winners. That's We're going to try to do it again a little bit <laughs> later on. We've identified <laughs> some games for everybody. Uh, as I mentioned, it is Breeders' Cup weekend. So for all the diehard horse players, Jim Miller's going to give you some of his expert picks a little bit later on. I think it's 14 races today. And I think yeah. it's 28 races over two days, right? Yeah, today and tomorrow, I mean, just a loaded card uh, for, for the Breeders' Cup. You so know what? I, I don't know weekend. if this is good timing, but last night I watched The Godfather oh. and Khartoum. Poor Khartoum. That's all I can <laughs> Khartoum. say. Oh, I still don't know how the guy didn't know they were putting the damn horse in the bed I, with I, everything. You know how what? he gets in the bed, he's laying there with blood all over him. you got to suspend disbelief a little, I guess. I've often yeah. thought that, too. Wouldn't you notice if a couple of mobsters were carrying a horse's head? And I've had them from all over the world. <laughs> it's the best. It's, the, <laughs> it's so good. Yep. Uh, week 9 features the Bears going down to, oh boy, I mean, Mike can tell you stories. Uh, I certainly love it as well. New yep. Orleans, baby. Oh, my gosh. It's been a house of horrors mostly for the Bears. Not yeah, uh, on January 26, 1986. They were yeah. they were quite good. But oh, yeah. uh, just going down to New Orleans hasn't been very good for the Bears. Everything about Nola is fun. I don't know if the game's going to be fun for the Bears, but it's certainly always a great trip, Mike. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know which way to go here. I probably won't go anyway. I just hope that the, the Bears have a good uh, type of uh, score, keep it close, maybe upset, maybe. But, you know, Bajan's going to be better, I think, than he was last week. He didn't have a bad game, but you can't make two bad mistakes like that. But then you're 1-1. Yeah. I mean, he went 1-1, one and one, and then people lit up the torches and go, get him! And he was running from the rooftops going, wait, I've only started two games. Right. Never mind, we got another guy that's 6-25 and 25 to replace you anytime. <laughs> that's so crazy. So let's, it? It's so crazy. You know what? Maybe if we're arguing... For argument's sake, Fields and Bajant, that tells you what kind of trouble we are really in right now. And there's more to be filled. But I like the Marcus. I like the sweat situation. 
I like yeah, I like, I like Montez Sweat, too. And especially if they, they, they do an extension, which it sounds like they're but working on. But it's not our job, Carm. And I tried to uh, relay this. It's not our job to find out what polls or maybe this agent have worked out. It didn't help that Sweat comes out going, well, I, you know, I got other things in mind maybe during the offseason. Well, maybe talk to your agent or polls is going to get lit up. But for the present time. It, he had to do something because his job's on the line. You know, Antonio Pierce said uh, yesterday, we're starting at 0-0. Zero and zero. Now, nobody told the Bears this, but Poles is starting out in his mind 0-0. Zero zero. This sweat kid, if he comes through, they maybe go 3-5 and five or maybe 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. Mm. Then maybe the quelling of him getting replaced or even if Lewis getting replaced stops. But if they go like one and seven, Sweat doesn't do anything. And then during the summer, they lose the guy. I don't think either guy's going to go anywhere. Yeah. That would be the worst, It'd right? Be terrible. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards Sanders' kid if they're going to look for a quarterback. Yeah. I only keep hearing is he has no offensive line. Then I look at his statistics. It's I true. go, besides that, he has no offensive line, stepped up in class this year, and he's riddling people. He's been impressive. I, yes. You know, I mean, and I know they're you not. You think he's getting enough publicity compared mm. to the other people from the Pac-12 that, to me, have uh, sort of been ordinary of late, including Caleb Williams? Yeah, maybe not. I, I feel like because as they've struggled more uh, in this last month or so, it's like they haven't been talked about as much. You're right about that O-line. And look, Dion, if uh, if he's anything, I mean, he, he's pretty upfront and honest. And, you know, they asked him last week about the problems on the O-line, and Dion basically was like, you know, he, we're going to, Get new guys. We're going to get new players. We've got yeah, to get better. I, I, I mean, so you're right about the struggles you that line. Imagine going here. to class being on the offensive line the next day. You're no. hearing that comment, <laughs> no. huh? You're like you're wearing a disguise. He, he doesn't mess around, you know. It's, well, like, it's just like when he I got mean, there. Think of the hurt. Think of the hurt alone. It's sort of like uh, maybe like when I was in eighth grade, the principal going, "Once Mike North leaves the school, we're going to get smarter." Yeah. You're hurt. <laughs> You're hurt. I was right. You're Absolutely. hurt, but it's true. I mean, so that's the uh, bottom line. But I mean, to just say I'm going to replace the whole line. Yeah. That's great. Um, all right. So we, uh, well, I, I will have a, I will have a play for Bear Saints at the end of the show. Oh, during my picks, gosh. So. Here he goes. Ladies yeah. Like I said last week, there's a C on that and a cape on Carmen DeFalco right now. <laughs> I love he, it. He, I mean, he defied it last week. I know. Let's keep together. So one of the marquee matchups, not just of this weekend, but I think one of the most highly anticipated games of the entire NFL season will uh, take place Sunday morning. And I kind of dig this, a little standalone game in Germany. We'll get up early. We'll get to watch Dolphins and Chiefs, Mike, over in Frankfurt, where the Chiefs are about a one-and-a-half-point favorite total in the game, uh, sitting at most places now at 50-and-a-half. This should be fun. It looks like Miami is getting healthy at a very good time as they're about to enter a very difficult portion of their schedule. They have not played uh, a sort of murderer's row of opponents, but their schedule from here on out grades out as the fifth toughest. They have the Chiefs this weekend. They've got the Jets defense twice. They've got Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo Mm -hmm. all on the schedule in the back half. We're going to find out how real Miami is, and again, uh, it looks like that secondary is healthy, and that should be good as they make this trip over to Germany to take on the Chiefs. Well, two is going for comeback player of the year, number one. And number two, I would sort of lean Miami here. Uh, If Kansas City's offense was going to be stopped, the man to do it was Nagy, because all of a sudden (laughs) 
People are blaming right. him. I say it's all about Andy Reid. But now now that they're struggling, poor Nagy, of course, he ran back to Kansas City where Biennemi did the right thing, and I think it's going to pay off for him next year when he becomes a head coach he, he by might. getting away from Reid. Yeah. Uh, I sort of lean Miami in this one. Me too, kind of. I kinda. think it's time Me for too. them to step up, but I would not do anything in this game. Maybe some couch change. And by the way, Carb, I got to tell you, uh, I played golf with uh, some guys about three weeks ago, and I never brought this up to you, but they, they listen to the show, and they love the show, and a couple of them just take our picks, so they're doing very, very well. Good. But they saw me make a 120-foot putt in Whoa. Blackstone in Marengo, 40 feet off the, uh, on the fairway, 40 feet off the green, one of those L-shaped greens, a 120-foot putt. Now, I said, okay, I got lucky. But, you know, a lot of people make long putts. Until I found out, Carm, you know what the record is for the longest putt in the PGA? No. This is why golf is great, because even a moron like me can do something <laughs> fantastic. 100 feet in a PGA tournament by Jack Nicklaus. Wow, is that right? How about that? And it's been almost as good as a hole in one. I mean, I've never had one, but you see it go in. feet, yeah, that's like that. What I did, crazy. it was one of those L where you got to hit over three hill, little yeah. hills. And then it turns left uh, because there's a hill on the right that you got to hit, and then it funnels down. That's Boom, hit pretty the stick fantastic. And went in. I yeah. love it. I couldn't make it up. And the plus, I had three witnesses, and you know me. That's like a once know, in a lifetime. That's it. I'm done. I retired. So good. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we will take a quick break here. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy when we come back next. God, I hope those people who had those Arizona Diamondback tickets sold them, right? I mean, what do we always say? I hope that guy sold that Diamondbacks ticket. Yeah, but... I didn't do so. I didn't do so well the la- during the playoffs. I thought that Arizona would account a little bit better for themselves. I should have stuck with my playoffs. Boy, the Rangers. Texas. You've been on the Rangers I've been for on months. the Rangers since the beginning. Somebody did say, hey, how do you guys have their record? He had Carmen and me. With with the with the right individual game totals, but that includes other producers' picks. That yes. includes futures. Yes, I got a couple futures with for Luke. Uh, okay, to good. Come up. We'll do. Yep. Uh, we'll talk to Luke about that coming up next. We'll break down more games. A couple good college games we'll get after, including LSU Alabama Ooh. on Saturday night. Yep, should be a very good one. We'll give you best plays. Jim Miller's going to give you Breeders' Cup picks for today and tomorrow. So tons to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. You got Mike and Carmen with you each and every week, so catch up on demand like we always tell you with the ESPN Chicago app. We will be on the air, of course, with the Encore Replay Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Uh, other apps you need to have on your smartphone, you better have the PropSwap app. It is free. It is easy to use. You can make money by buying and selling sports wagers. We tell you all the time, it's a beautiful thing. I hope those guys uh, sold those Arizona Diamondbacks tickets. Let's find out. We bring in one of the founding members of PropSwap.com and the great app, and he joins us every week on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Luke Pergandy. What's up, buddy? Did they sell the Arizona tickets? How many people uh, made, made a little profit selling those Arizona tickets? Huh? Well, how did it go uh, over the last week or so? Yeah, a lot. I would say, you know, a lot of, we've seen this story, you know, since we started Prop about nine years ago, where crazy underdog gets really, really close to winning and then they lose. And I would say of all those tales, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, you know, Vegas Golden Knights calling back a few years ago, yep. of all of those tales, I would say the D-backs were the most. Mm. So that's good. That's so good. A lot people, of people, people are learning. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll so tell you great. what. Um, I, lo- I love you know, Arizona. Go ahead. <laughs> 
I love yeah. Arizona, but I mean, I love them to a point. I mean, you know, Texas was great all year long. And Bruce Bochy, oh. one of the top three managers, they say, since 1890 to take a team to For three sure. different World Series. So unbelievable. Yeah, no, Bochy is a, is a legend and immediate Hall of Famer. Yeah. Whenever he decides to hang him up, you know, it seems like um, I think his name is Chris Young with the Rangers convinced Bochy to come out of retirement. Yep. And come coach, so just incredible story. He is he is just a legend. And to do it without a goalist, you know, only for a couple of games, and without Scherzer, he left the game early. So just yeah. just a magnificent job by him. So a- absolutely, um, yeah. You know, eighty dollar tickets into five grand on the D backs, hundred dollar tickets into three grand, uh, five hundred dollar tickets into ten grand. Like there there was an awesome awesome D back sale. So we, we're happy that uh, a lot of people. Were, able to cash in and of course the buyers buyers were going to make that bet anyway people always ask us like well what about the buyer in that situation the buyers going into the series were getting the d-backs at plus 200 and the d-backs were plus 150 exactly so yeah, yeah. these buyers are, are making way better uh returns given you know if they would have won but given the, the market discount they made out because maybe they made a hedge bet immediately on Texas by getting a discount on Arizona. Right. So a lot of people arbitrage and make risk-free profit too. So where is uh, most of the attention turned now, Luke? Uh, we're about halfway through the NFL season. Again, there's always opportunity. Uh, you could look at the Baltimore Ravens right now at 12-1. to 1. Uh, Maybe you think the Bengals, who are starting to play a little bit better here, and Burrow looks healthy at 16-1. to 1. Um, Is that where a lot of the focus and the attention will start to turn? And do you guys already start to see a little bit of an uptick maybe in Team and, 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 you know, people just looking to find a little bit of a long shot um, where if the team gets hot over the next six, seven weeks, they can make a little profit. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the Niners last year, you know, of course, um, you know, uh, Bernie comes in for the Niners. They were around 40 to 1 once that happened. They go to the NFC Championship. Philly was 40 to 1 preseason to go to the Super Bowl. They, of course, go to the Super Bowl. So there's tons of opportunity. Bengals, uh, the season before that, were 100 to 1. Preseason, so there's there is plenty of upside potential for picking underdogs in the NFL, and I think you na- you, you nailed it. The Ravens, the Lions, uh, the Bengals were at forty to one, like you said, they're about fifteen to one now. So already making profit potential there. Um, yeah, those are the three most popular teams I would say on props up right now. And of course, we're st- still selling tons of cheap tickets, even though they had a clunker against the Broncos last week. I still think there's a lot of confidence, and yeah. you know, Andy, Travis, and Patrick will will turn this around. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, there's a, it's time for futures time, and you, nobody's more famous at picking futures than the odds couple with our guy Luke Pergandi, ladies and gentlemen. So I got two for you, Luke. I want to see what your opinion is. The Heisman Trophy, it's usually a quarterback's mm. deal, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking at this Marvin Harrison at 13-1. to 1. Uh, Are they getting a lot of play on that? And then I want to follow up with one more guy real quick, A.J. Brown for MVP, who's had seven, eight, 125-yard games for a receiver, which is an all-time record. It's so insane. what do you got on Harrison, and then what do you got on A.J. Brown for odds? Yeah, it's a good question. We send out a weekly email every Thursday, and all you have to do is just register on the website or app, and you'll get sent that weekly email. We actually feature a Marvin Harrison to win the Heisman ticket this oh, week. Nice. We have him at about 15 to 1. Mm-hmm. Market's around 12. Sure. Um, so we agree. I, I think Marvin Harrison's got a legitimate shot. I don't think it will be their quarterback if they do either win the national championship or get to the to the championship.
matchup. So I do think he has a legitimate chance. You got to deal with Jaden Daniels. They have a huge yeah. game against huge. Uh, Alabama yep. uh, this weekend. So we'll see what he does in that game. Of course, Michigan's quarterback McCarthy. You got to deal with them. But I, I agree. I think Harrison's got a legitimate chance. If Michigan loses to Ohio State, and then Daniels has a clunker tomorrow against Bama, I mean, you're you got a real nice pick you're right there. Well, I think that you nailed it. That if that scenario were to play out, like if Ohio State, you know, for the first time in a couple of years here, uh, gets back on top in that rivalry and they beat JJ, and then if like Bama holds off Jaden Daniels, I mean, like, I think those and are the things putting up six, seven, catches and and, 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 and those are the fans. if those things happen, and if Ohio State were to beat Michigan, like then then you'd be sitting pretty. I, yep. I don't disagree, guys. How and, about uh, Brown? Yeah, A.J. Brown's an interesting one. I didn't even really think about does that. Does he have but... a shot at MVP? And what are his odds right now, Luke? Do you know? I can look he does. I can yeah, look. the question becomes, to me, I think Jalen Hurts is the front runner, in my mm. my opinion. So the question kind of becomes, if those two continue to you know, outperform, like, who do you give it to? I, I kind of lean Jalen, uh, just because you know he's the quarterback and mm. typically a quarterback award. Yeah. Uh, but having a nice edge there, if the Eagles continue to dominate with both of those two tickets, it's nice. not that tragedy at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just it's such a quarterback award. I, I don't believe a wide receiver's ever won NFL MVP. Like, I, I don't just e- wonder if AJ Brown went down tomorrow. How much better? The I mean, how much worse the Eagle offense is? I yeah. think they'd have no, some problems. That's a fair question. He's he's an absolute monster. He's, he's an absolute star. monster. He's clearly the best. Uh, yeah, I mean, their whole line's really good. Jalen's being. Doing great, but I agree with you. AJ Brown is just I, I, unguardable. Like. I think Tyreek is the. Um, I think Tyreek's odds are shortest for any of the wide receivers. I'm looking at it right now. He's like fifty to one. That's I mean, reputation, I think, because AJ Brown's had his good. Yeah, AJ Brown's been incredible. Tyreek had eight, eight, eight games in a row of over 100. I know but it's Tyreke crazy. Gill's got that rep, no doubt. And, and Tyreek, Tyreek's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he's got a thousand yards already. You guys, Do you he's know AJ Brown's on, Okay, and AJ Brown's on his way to 1990. I know. They're like neck and neck. Absolutely. It's really incredible. Good. It would be a good buy. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And it's just such, such different body types, too. It's crazy yep. how they both can be so successful and completely different body types and be that good of receiver. Yeah. It's, a, it's awesome. All right, Luke. Have a great weekend, buddy. Uh, enjoy all the action, and we will talk to you next Friday. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. Have all a right, nice buddy. weekend. There he is. Oh, you're Luke yeah. Pergandy. Yeah. You know, uh, AJ. Marvin Harrison uh, and AJ Brown parlay, man. I wonder uh, what uh, that would come to. I love the the Marvin Harrison angle. I, do too. I, I really do. I, I 13 think... to 1 means he's got a shot. Otherwise, they'd make him 20, 30 to 1. It's just not a big year for the quarterbacks, except out, out, out west. I think it's almost. Um... I think it's really hard for like a wide receiver to ever win the NFL Unless, MVP. But I agree. I love the angle on. I love the angle on Marvin Harrison. Again, I don't think, and, I, and I'll double check. I don't think Jerry Rice ever won. I mean, I don't think a wide no. receiver's ever won the Jerry award. Jerry Rice right? was uh, buried in in in, in uh, where did he go? J- not Jackson State. Uh, he went to um, uh, Mississippi some, Valley State. Mississippi Valley State. Yeah. No, I mean, if he would have played on a big stage, there's no oh, question. Yeah. That that would have been a different story. Yeah, um, I don't think Randy Moss ever won it, so I don't no. think a wide receivers ever Darren won it. But Woods, I, I mean, Woodson. I, I love guy. I love the angle for um, Heisman on on Marvin Harrison. Let's right? go. Now, Are you, you going to buy it, Carl? Yeah. Come on, baby. It's interesting. I mean, it really is. Now, I think 
like we just talked about, you sort of need, like, you, you'd kind of, if LSU goes into ban- it goes to Tuscaloosa this weekend and wins, Jaden Daniels is going to be the favorite, and it's going to be tough for anybody to maybe take it from and him. Brian Kelly will have his drawback. Yes, he's exactly right. When <laughs> How about us now, huh? Now say something to me now. Downtown and then when he loses, he goes, well, we did the best we could. That's great, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you, you'd sort of need, like, Bama to win. You'd probably need Ohio State to beat but Michigan. But that's not out of the realm. No, here. not at all. It's absolutely not. At all. But I you're laying out, Carb. It's not a long shot that these things could happen. No, it's. I think it's a great yep. angle on Marvin Harrison where you could still get some longer odds. I mean, I'm looking right now. Um, what is he? 12? Sir, yeah, I you're looking at about to 12 one. to 15 to 1 yeah. in most spots, it looks That's like That's a right great now. Yeah. buy. If yeah. he has a game, another game where he scores two, three touchdowns, yeah. then he's all of a sudden in the picture. Coming up, uh, you know, we'll we'll give you a little uh, Bama LSU preview. We'll talk about some of the other big NFL games coming up. Jim Miller's going to give you Breeders' Cups picks in a little while, so don't go anywhere, folks. we got more to do. We're cruising along. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. You're listening to The Odds Couple. With Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. You will get the encore replay Saturday morning from 8 to 9. But again, catch up on demand all weekend long. Whatever you happen to be doing, you can listen. You can get uh, the breakdown. You can get our picks at the end. Just uh, You can always go back in the podcast and listen on demand with the ESPN Chicago app. We're into week nine in the NFL. Talk Bears Saints a little. Earlier in the show, we talked about the Dolphins and Chiefs from Frankfurt. Another good game on the schedule, even though it's uh, you know an, an inter an intra conference game or an inter conference game. Excuse me, Seahawks and the Ravens from Baltimore. And Baltimore has looked pretty good these last couple of weeks. Every time we get one of these old breakfast football games and the Seahawks are involved, we remind you of how dominant Pete Carroll has been uh, since he. Return to the NFL back in 2010 in Seattle. In the early window in the Eastern Time Zone, when Seattle travels, they are 20 and 8 straight up. They are 8, 3, and 2 against the number when taking points, and they are getting almost a touchdown in this matchup. Now, they played pretty lousy in the second half last week at home against Baltimore, and we're probably fortunate to get out of that game with a win. Uh, four of their five possessions in the second half were either punts or an interception. Again, they probably were fortunate. And if they weren't playing P.J. Walker, that game probably turns out a little different. But I think this is a good matchup this week. I think Seattle's got the run defense to maybe slow down Baltimore's rushing attack. Uh, but what we're learning is that Lamar is becoming more and more of a polished passer. He's been very accurate this year, and he's been very good these last couple weeks as Baltimore's getting a little healthier, Mike. Yeah, and speaking of health, he's the one that you got to worry about. I mean, that's the guy. I mean, if he, you know, uh, you know, all of a sudden he'll have a stomach ache and he misses a game all of a sudden, like he's done the last couple of years. But you know what? I love the guy. I don't have a play on this game, but you know what? I'd have to lean Seattle just because of the spread. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if any team right now you could say is going to win. 30 to 10, you know? I don't think you can either. Day. It's, it's I'm, so I'm with parity. you. Yeah. You got a great coach in Pete Carroll. He knows how to figure things out. Lamar's been hot, and he wants to keep his – he told the team, I want to keep the pedal to the – you know, I want to keep the, the, the gas going on this yeah. team. He's afraid they're going to have a, a digression. Uh, but uh, 
this is a stay away from me, but I would lean Seattle. Uh, I think that would be my lean, too. Yeah. I do not have a play on this game. No. Normally, I'd be looking to like totally grab this spot with Pete Carroll, but I haven't been able to uh, get myself there. For whatever and I don't reason. know what Harbaugh's going to do from one week to the next, how he's going to look at analytics, how he does the two-point conversions. He's burned me a couple times, but I know he's been they've been playing some good football under him. They have. I, I will say, yeah, you know, I we, always, we always look at, like, these these scheduling spots, too, because um, I think it, it, it can factor into the calculus as you work through these games. Remember, what? on deck for the Ravens after this one, Back-to-back division home games, Mike, against the Browns and the Bengals in primetime. So sometimes you wonder about a little bit of a, a you know a look-ahead spot where maybe Seattle is the right side. Uh, I'm with Mike. I would kind of lean Seattle, but I haven't brought myself to, to do anything on that game yet. Cowboys and Eagles, first of two, should be very good. This is in that late window in Philly. The Eagles are laying three at home. Total in the game is 46-and-a-half. Cowboys have won four of the last five in the rivalry, and Dak is 8-3 and three against the Eagles. He's been good, Mike. 19 touchdowns to eight interceptions. He's tacked on three rushing touchdowns. He's got a career quarterback rating of 98.9 against Dallas's biggest rival. So Dak's been pretty good in these games. And yes. It took the Eagles a little, probably a little bit more time than most people thought to put away Washington last week. Yeah, I mean, it's just like we said just earlier. It's one of those years. I here's another no play for me. I know the spread's only three. What have you, Philadelphia at home, which seems sort of, you know, you're talking about a team that got to the Super Bowl last year, but you're talking about another team that is clamoring to get back there. And they seem like they have the team. Seems like uh, the, the the clubhouse, Dallas's clubhouse, locker room's been quiet. Not not any mm. pressures. I like McCarthy. I do. I know a lot of people don't. We'll see what happens here. But this is a huge game for the Dallas Cowboys. This is more important yeah. to Dallas than it is to Philadelphia, I think, in my opinion. Even though Philly's playing at home. We keep waiting. I've been waiting forever for Dallas to make that significant win, Carm. That will make everybody believe in them. Yeah. I don't believe in them still, do yeah. you? Um Do you believe that, after that, all that, these years, you believe that this team is gonna no. go all the way. I no, don't. I don't. You and know, I my, don't either. My I'm, only, not, I'm not here to bad rap. I'm no, no, I know. You're just it's the truth. I'm I'm with you. My only um my only investment in the Cowboys was uh you know we talked about this in the summer. I do have an over nine and a half wins on the Cowboys. Well I, that I, was a special conversation we had because you're not oh, and I understand it. Yeah. You're going on talent. You're not yes, the biggest Yes, Correct. McCarthy I'm fan, not. You're right. But you do recognize they won twelve in a row both yeah. years. And yeah. we were puzzled about the nine and a half being yeah. so low. Yes. And we talked about that a lot over the summer. Yep. That is a position I did grab. I That's was a good grab. I was sort of hoping at some point, and and I think it's, it's a big game for you then. Yeah, I well, it, I mean, it, it yeah, them. it'd be nice. It'd be nice oh, to get this God, one because yes. I feel much that's, better. That's right. I was hoping that uh, there'd be a few more fours in the market, and I would thought I would have thought about grabbing the Cowboys. But again, I, I got to agree with Mike on this. This is like a stay away for me yeah, at this point. Away. I guess Caesars for a little while earlier in the week had some fours pop on Dallas. I missed that, so it's pretty much consensus three across the board. I was hoping at open maybe it'd be a little bit more. It just wasn't. So I think the sh- I think the the books nailed. This line, and it's a tough one, but uh, for me, it's probably a stay away, sit and watch it in the afternoon window and just uh, enjoy what hopefully is a pretty good game. Uh, Let's talk a couple of the big college games and probably none bigger than LSU Alabama from Tuscaloosa. That's right, baby. Come on There we go. Three-point favorite, 60.5 is the total in the game, and the winner here 
uh, is in a good spot to lock down the SEC West, especially a Bama win because they already have the heads-up victory against Ole Miss. Jaden Daniels, we talked about it with Luke Pergandy a little bit. He's been incredible. The Tigers have scored 49 plus points in four straight. They did lose one of those games, Mike. That was the Ole Miss game. But Daniels, during this four-game streak, uh, where they are 3-1, 13 touchdowns, one interception. He has been great. Big question here is, can LSU do enough to prevent Jalen Milrow from hitting the explosive plays down the field? If they can, if they can keep him in the pocket and let him, you know, sort of force him to hold onto the ball and maybe make a mistake, I think LSU's got a real shot to upset Alabama. You know, man, the SEC... It's always a, a, a conundrum with me. I can't stand the conference. I know they've been dominant. I'm not in denial about that. This game is huge. I think it's, we were talking earlier, Nick Saban. I mean, it's one of his down years. And if you're talking defensively, Alabama's defense can be exploited. I think they got the quarter. Yes. This is huge. Once again, we talk about which game is this bigger for. I think LSU. I Brian Kelly, to all of a sudden, if they were to get stopped after – doing what they've done the past three, four weeks. And Saban not with one of his stronger Alabama teams. Yeah, it's amazing. They're 7-1, and one and it's like, it's, right. not, it's incredible, isn't well, it? Well, one of them's against St. Gertrude's Elementary School. <laughs> Good point. I mean, you know, they only play eight conference games, too, which is a joke, I in know. my opinion. I know. And everybody else has to play nine. I've never understood that kind of thinking, but it's 2023. They get away with it. Uh, I'm going to lean Alabama. Okay. I'm not going to make the play, though. Okay. I like it. Uh, you like that, too? Man, we should um, go against it, all our I, leans. We I, were good on our leans last week, man. I know, right? Um, yeah, this is I think this is a tricky it's one to handicap. It's just a short lean. That's all. That's it. Anything on uh, anything for I just want to bring this up because I, I love the number. Uh, I love the total, I should say. Uh, Washington, USC, 76 and a half is the total in the game, Mike. 76 and a half for two of the very best offenses in the country. Well, they're um, the best because they play no Ds. Well, that's and and I, I mean, guess you know, and I guess statters, stat patterns. It really me. is something, isn't right? it? Right. Oh, wait. How do you give a guy? I mean, like like I hear people talking about the Pac-12 being a great conference, and they ridicule Iowa. I come from oh. the days when you gave up ten points and you won fourteen ten. It's great to me in this day and age. Iowa's offense is horrible, but horrible. for their defense to hold people to what they're holding it to is amazing. But everybody wants these. Everybody wants fifty to forty-five games. And to me, can you call the conference the Pac-12? Let me ask you this, Carm: if the, if the average scores are fifty to forty-eight, <laughs> is it really the best conference out there offensively? Yes, but where would right. you put the defensive uh, uh, end of this thing? Yeah, like what happens if you have to play a rugged game in the Big Ten or well, you're going to go to against a, yeah, or against in November? The, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you're going to go to Michigan? Yeah. Right. Right. That's a good oh, point. by the way, can we just have a, a, a one two seconds of silence for the general? <laughs> wow. Been a tough week. Been a, been a tough, tough player, yeah. Well, yeah, for me, Raquel Welch, Dick Butkus, and Bobby Knight. <laughs> Boy, that is a that's a pretty that's incredible three pack. That is a that's a three. Well, well, the one is better <laughs> than the other two. But I'll tell you what, that's great, great, great coach. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, coming up, Jim Miller's got ponies. It is oh, yeah, the biggest breeder. weekend of horse racing, folks. It's Breeders' Cup. This is going to be Jimmy uh, Miller's time to shine, and then we'll give you our best plays before we're out of here. So don't go anywhere. we got more to do. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. 
This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. And every week we're joined by one of the best handicappers in the business. But not every week is Breeders' Cup weekend. So it's really our man Jim Miller's time to shine. Uh, we are going to get some expert plays from one of the best around. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. And he joins us now on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Jim Miller. Boys. 14 races, $31 million in purses over the course of a couple of days. Five Breeders' Cup races on Friday, nine of them on Saturday. This is like the World Series of horse racing. So perfect timing. It's a great weekend for racing. It's actually good for horse racing that the World Series itself is over because then you get a little bit more focus on this. But there is really, really good racing this weekend. Jimmy, has this always been this way? Or like, how did this Breeders' Cup weekend become so big i mean again maybe i just missed it because it younger in my life but i feel like in the last maybe 10 years or so it's gotten to be exponentially bigger than it ever was like what's the history behind all this yeah it's just more and more expansion car more than anything else and it's because you have different divisions and more kind of specificity for these racehorses that kind of used to be okay yeah the breeders cup classic was the big race and the turf was the big race then you'd have the sprint and the juvenile races but now all of a sudden because you get so much foreign input from these horses coming from overseas well now the juvenile races also have a turf race to correspond Mm -hmm. you have the turf sprint because there's those specialist sprinting you get the philly and mare sprint so that's the reason why this is an event that started with eight races and has gone to 14 mm. just because there's so many different categories of racehorses that you really kind of have to find where everybody has their expertise, and that's the reason why it's become a two-day event. Let's talk about uh, going uh, coming from overseas. We're talking even in yeah. football where Miami and Kansas City are playing in Germany. Boy, Germany gets the better games. London gets the Jacksonville Jaguars back in the day. But <laughs> let's talk about uh, the travel. Miami uh, left on a Monday. Okay, Kansas City didn't leave until uh, yesterday. So it's the same for horses. What's the international, when they have to fly over here, uh, what's the schedule for a horse like that? Do you have to leave a couple weeks early, one week early? How's that work? Well, think about it, Mike. I mean, it's benefited the NFL teams that have left earlier and gotten acclimated yes, to their is. surroundings a little bit earlier. Right. And it definitely is the same for racehorses. There's horses that have come in for almost a month just mm-hmm. to kind of get prepared get accustomed to their surroundings, get some, get their legs stretched out over the racetrack and get used to everything. So you will see that. You'll start to see some of these horses, and the Breeders' Cup does a great job with their notes leading up to it, but they talk about what these horses do each and every day leading up to the races and just how much distance they cover on the racetrack, how much they're going out there, maybe even getting a gallop over the turf course. And it is something that the foreign horses – They've definitely acclimated themselves because they dominate turf races each and every year. And it's something that I expect once again this year. But it is really something to look at. These horses are in there two, three, four weeks ahead of time for these races. Okay. All right. So how are we attacking this this weekend, Jimmy? What should we bet? Yeah, we're attacking these races across the board because the fact that in the Breeders' Cup, 
really good horses go off at good prices too. So we're going to start out Saturday, race six. This is the turf mile. We're going to bet the eight horse. DeJure across the board. This horse is 15 to one in the morning line. Ooh, nice. Comes flying late in the lane. Should be really tough. Then race eight is the $4 million Breeders' Cup turf. We're going to bet the 11 King of Steel across the board. Horse that really suits at that distance. And then race nine, the $6 million Breeders' Cup classic. The Japanese horse here, the eight horse, Ushba Tesoro. Four to one in the morning line. We're going to bet that horse across the board. This horse won the Dubai World Cup earlier this year. This horse will take on the best in the world again. Okay, so these are Saturday Breeders' Cup races, everybody. Uh, and we're betting all these to win, place, and show across the board. Race six, the eight horse across the board. Race eight, the 11 horse. And then the big boy, $6 million. Wow, the nine horse. Uh, I'm sorry, the ninth race, the eight horse across the board. Right, Jim? That's right. Let's build that bankroll for an NFL Sunday, guys. Beautiful. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the weekend. All right, you got it. Good luck. Jimmy! That's our guy, Jim Miller, the one and only, and uh, the horsemen love this weekend. All oh, right, yeah. Mikey, so we had another winning week as a yep. team last week. Let's try to do it again. What uh, What do we feel is uh, a good wager for everybody for the weekend? I'm going to start off, ladies and gentlemen, for a team that seems to be very quiet, a team that nobody's expecting to come around, okay? A team that just does it every year, high total, but... For some reason, because Joe Burrow's healthy, and they're giving the Buffalo Bills, who, who have injuries, but mm. they have a great quarterback in Josh Allen, two points, and everybody, I think, already has Cincinnati mailed in for this winner except one person, me. I'm going to take Buffalo getting the two points or more in this game. Now, last week, I had the Giants in a push. If you remember, I said plus two and a half. It mm. should be three by Sunday, and that's exactly yep. where it landed. Hopefully, you can get more from Buffalo, but I'd even feel comfortable with the two here. I see an ambush coming. I like Period. it. Okay. Yep. Bills plus the points. Mm -hmm. uh, I told you I'd give you a play in Bears I Saints. I love when you give me a, a play like that. Let's do it. We're going to look back uh, here at the total, and we're going to jump Cut. back on board with the, a Saints under. Now, the last two have gone over, but if you've listened to the show, a couple of the best plays that we've given out over the mm -hmm. course of the year has been this Saints under trend. Uh, they Ripped off 12 straight uh, unders. Week 12 of last year through week 6 of this year. Every Saints game went under. Uh, so it's really something. 15 of the last 18 during that span actually had gone under the total. Again, back-to-back -back overs. But I think the Bears' defense, and God, I hope I'm right, will be a little bit more buttoned up than the Colts' defense was last week. Uh, Derek Carr and the Saints really hit some big explosives on the Colts, and, and that game soared way over the total. But I think the Bears will be a little bit more buttoned up. I don't know that they'll be able to move the ball a ton against this Saints defense. That is pretty good, especially in the secondary. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for the Bears to get points. I like under 41.5, so that's going to be one of the best plays in Bears and Saints I wish I weekend. could put up an argument with you, pal, but I just can't do it. Another hot play by our buddy Carmen DeBelco. Now, what do you got, Carmen? For the current line on Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Let me there's some bad check. blood going on oh right here. Oh, my God. Because uh, Gundy, uh, one of the transfers to Oklahoma, said he never cares about the players that leave. Uh, you know, he ignores certain players. Gundy came back firing. He wants to give him a going-away present. <laughs> right. And I think Oklahoma, as I was studying this game and I was jotting down, I think it was Oklahoma minus six. Yes, and we're still sitting at Oklahoma minus six in Stillwater. I'm taking Oklahoma, and the Federables ever wants to impress me, ever, mm. in this lifetime. Because Lincoln Riley, we know, is overrated now. Mm. 
Okay, now it's time for you. I've been through them all over there. From Bud, well, Bud Wilkinson was good. Yeah, but uh, you know, since then, promises, promises. I, this is a Dion Warwick. All you give me is promises. <laughs> for once in your life, cover the spread for me, Oklahoma minus the six. Like it. All right, being a bounce back spot oh, for Oklahoma. Man. Love yeah, well, it. Yeah, yeah, everybody. I think, and plus what I'm looking at. They're leaning to, and why not lean towards Oklahoma State? Now you got the bad blood going. Yeah. Let's see who the love men it. are. All right, I'm going to uh, give you one more play, and we're going to. I go, love one more play. We'll go back to the well, Mikey. We had a, a winner a cash last week with the Panthers plus the points at home. We're going to do it again. Carolina plus the three so at home right against the Colts. Okay. Bryce Young posted his best quarterback yeah. rating yet. It was north of 100 for the first he time. He taller than 5'6". He did all game. of a sudden, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, he was just outside the top 10 in completion percentage over yes. expectation in week 8. I thought he played well. I think they did the right thing. I think Frank Reich did the right thing with the bye week turning play calling uh, duties over to his offensive coordinator. Very Colts, not egotistical. Very absolutely. Not. Uh, yep. Colts have a trip to Germany uh, on deck next week to play the oh, second Frankfurt game I against New England. It. So let's go back to the well here with the Panthers. Panthers plus the three. All right. And now it's time for our buddy. I don't even know if he made a pick. Just pick it off the top. He's going to. He's got something. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the big O. No, it's not Oscar Robertson. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's Eric Ostrowski. Eric. All right. So this makes me a little sick to my stomach to say out loud. Oh, but looking at the Patriots and Commanders oh, game. Oh, that's what, you know what? The just, line. Just looking at it makes me sick exactly. out loud. Exactly. The line <laughs> before the Commanders sold off a bunch of their players was the Pats minus two. Mm-hmm. That is now Pats uh, minus three at home. Yeah. I think teams get bumps when they fire their coach and a new coach comes in. Yeah. But I think the opposite's going to happen when I- your, your GM has let go of the rope and sold off your team. Good call. So I'm going to take the Patriots minus three on Sunday. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. All right. Pats minus the three. I mean, the Raiders to me. I mean, everybody's expecting them to jump back in. Wait a minute. You just got rid of uh, your your offensive coordinator, your your coach, your 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 GM. GM. I mean, you got rid of your quarterback? And, and everybody seems yeah. to like to see Antonio Pierce. I, I would lean the other way. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. I love it, boys. Good yeah, stuff. Good uh, thanks to Eric Ostrowski, as always, for producing. Thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. And uh, most importantly, thank you for listening, everybody. Enjoy uh, all the week, uh, all the action in week nine and uh, week 10 in the college game. And Mikey, happy wagering, my friend. We'll do it again with everybody next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.